0: Welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us today. Well, Chief Agricultural Negotiator Doug McCaleb spoke during the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture's Winter Policy Conference, and he talked about ag trade. McCaleb says the last couple of years have gone well, but there's always room for improvement.
1: How do we do more in the area of trade? I'll tell you, we've had two years of record farm exports. We're about to set a third year of very, very strong agricultural exports, and we've had three years of record farm income. Even though we've got a record $200 billion of ag exports last year, only about four or five markets around the globe have been responsible for where those commodities go.
0: He says USTR understands the need to open up new markets.
1: Under 20% of U.S. farmers have been involved in getting about 89% of the export dollars that the U.S. trades in. So that means we need to do everything we can to find new markets, to make sure that we are diversifying, to make sure that all commodities, all crop types are able to be successful in agriculture trade. And McCaleb hit some of the
0: trade highlights from 2023.
1: I'd like to start with India because it's a country that I don't think, when I addressed this group last January, that we would have suspected would have been at the top of our list on agricultural trade. India dropped tariffs on a pretty lengthy list of commodities, and I'll run through them real quickly. Pecans, industrial ethanol, apples, turkey, duck, blueberries, cranberries, Peas and lentils, almonds and walnuts. So by my count, that's almost a dozen agricultural commodities. And he says there have been other advancements as well. The nation of Jordan in the Middle East dropped its tariff on U.S. fertilized eggs, which was a really welcome step. I'll list several gains in the continent of Africa. So Nigeria recently dropped its currency exchange ban. That actually impacts 43 U.S. agricultural commodities that are all able to trade there. Kenya, we are deep in the negotiations with Kenya on an agricultural agreement. And along with that, I would note that in November, I went down to Johannesburg, South Africa for the kickoff of the agoa reauthorization this is our main trading agreement that we have with the whole continent of africa
0: again that's chief agriculture negotiator doug mccaleb well with the u.s beef herd at record low levels producers may finally be thinking of starting a rebuild dr dan tracy of beef technical services with Zoetis says it's a big decision
2: there's a lot of things we need to take in consideration. I'm glad to see that rebuilding of the herd because that's a good thing because we're in a state where we probably need to be. The considerations we need to make is well, there's a lot dependent on these heifers because they make up the history of the herd moving forward. They set the pace of the herd moving forward. So we want to select heifers more towards the beginning in that, uh, of that calving season because we know they stay in the herd longer. We know their offspring outperform reproductively and on the steer production-wise too. So we made that commitment to do so.
0: He says the rebuilding begins with selecting the right heifers.
2: But we know there's also a value money that we have to spend on these heifers until we get them into the pre-breeding phase as far as feed, vaccines, veterinary care as far as doing some reproductive scores or pelvic measures. And we know there's a cost on a per calf to pay that back. We also taking advantage of new technology as far as genomics to actually identify those replacements earlier depending on where we want to meet our genetic expectation of the herd moving forward so we can make decisions about that heifer earlier whether we market her as more of the beef industry or we continue forward bringing her to a part of the, being a replacement.
0: That's Dr. Dan Tracy from Zoetis. Well, for the first time since 2020, the number of Americans with a will has declined with only 32% of Americans having an estate plan in 2024, a 6% decline from last year. Having an estate plan for farmers and ranchers is especially important as it protects the future of the operation. AARP Oklahoma State Director Sean Voskuhl says there are
3: three things to consider. First, develop and maintain a succession plan for ownership and management of the farm. Next, consider planning for retirement plan accounts and life insurance needs of the farm as a closely held business. You should also consider premarital agreements and protection of interests in the farm. As a bonus, consider digital assets, such as passwords and accounts, that are critical to the farm operation.
0: The main reasons people put off an estate plan is they either haven't got to it yet or they think they don't have enough assets –
3: to leave to anyone. Neither is a great reason. Technology today means you can create a will online in less than an hour and assets are only part of the story. A health care directive and a durable power of attorney are also important for your state plan. The right paperwork can save your loved one's headaches and heartache and give you peace of mind.
0: Voskul adds there are a few changes in the tax code on the horizon to keep in mind as well.
3: The first is the implementation of the Corporate Transparency Act, which will impose significant new reporting requirements on many small businesses. Second is the sunsetting of the increased estate and gift tax exemption amounts at the end of 2025. Unless Congress acts before January 1, 2026, the estate and gift tax exemptions will revert to where they were in 2017, with inflation adjustments, this will be approximately $7 million for individuals and $14 million for married couples.
0: Learn more Thursday night at 9 p.m. Central Time on RFD-TV or online at aarp.org forward slash aarp live. Well, a Dairy Checkoff partnership is putting hot chocolate milk into the hands of students during a pilot with a leading school food service company. National Dairy Council and Chartwell's K-12, which serves more than 2 million meals daily at 700 U.S. school districts, have launched a hot chocolate milk program in 58 schools. Lisa Hatch, Vice President of Business Development for National Dairy Council, says the pilot, which will run through the end of the school year, features real chocolate milk served hot during breakfast and lunch.
4: There's this interesting shift happening with young people right now, and especially when it comes to their attitude about healthy eating. So as it turns out, chocolate milk or hot chocolate really hits the spot. It's not just a treat that kids really love, but it also meets the healthy beverage guidelines set by schools.
0: National Dairy Council began working with Chartwell's K-12 last year on a dairy-based smoothie program, which is available to all Chartwell schools following a successful pilot.
4: We have a really proven track record with Chartwell's. In 2023-24, we partnered with them and launched a smoothie program in about 130 of their schools, which was really well-received and drove significant dairy and meal participation across the board.
0: The smoothie program success led to a what's-the-next-big-thing discussion between the partners. They focused on hot chocolate, which had a global market size valued at $3.8 billion in 2022 and is expected to grow to $5.77 billion by 2030.
4: So what we're seeing so far is really positive. Kids are very excited. Again, this is anecdotal at this point, but what we're hearing is it's so successful in some situations that it's a little bit too good because every kid wants to take it and really they're drinking it down to the last drop, which is great to see.
0: For more information about the dairy checkoff, visit usdairy.com forward slash for dash farmers. Again, usdairy.com forward slash for farmers. And that is all the time we have for this episode of American Ag Today. If you have stories for the program, you could send them to me via email, Jesse Allen at americanagnetwork.com. That's J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N at americanagnetwork.com. You can send your story ideas there. We'll take a look and see if they're a fit for American Ag Today. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day.